Hit it! <laughs> Welcome, guys. This is Tanashi, and I am with Rufayo. Yes, that's that's more life, man. This guy has always been the other guy. Um, <laughs> this is the Texan podcast. Well, if you didn't check the logo and stuff, yep, it's Texim. <laughs> In case um, you've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we know there are some of you who do. Today we are talking about Rufaro's favorite subject. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Uh, well, the Zimbabwean story around Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrencies and, and stuff. Just to try to trace um how how things have been and, and and stuff so so most of these things are going to to rely on on memory uh, well my memory is not so reliable so uh hope you to be coherent uh yeah but i guess is there a starting point i don't think there's a starting point when it when it when it comes to to big bitcoin and cryptocurrencies but one of definitely the companies that come to mind when we talk of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in zim is a company called golix it used to be called bitfinance um so in fact the official name still remains bitfinance private limited trading as golix um yeah they 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 were really one of the first companies to really promote the use of cryptocurrencies in Zim. Uh, when did you first know of Golix, Rufar? Um, 2017. And cryptocurrencies in general, including Bitcoin, I started knowing about them in 2017. Before mm. that, I had no idea of what a digital currency is and what all this is about. Mm. So what is it? Since you have brought this up, the, the, the issue of definition, what is, what is a digital currency? Oh, think of it as money on the internet, essentially. Uh, so just like how you have US dollars um, that are not backed by um, you know, gold or anything like that, you have Bitcoin, which works just like um, US dollars. You can exchange it for goods and services. And it is also not backed by gold. So the value comes from the people. So if there's demand for it, people use it. And if people trust the system, people use it just like how the US dollar has value because you trust that the banks will be there and then the government will also do the right things and things like that. Hmm. Yeah, but, but Bitcoin is actually an interesting one that's, uh, you know, like, uh, Cryptocurrency, the, the, the bull case for cryptocurrencies has always been, yeah, yeah, yeah dis- decentralized uh, currency, you know, uh, because the problem with governments that you mentioned there is that uh, over time they tend to print money. Mm. Uh, we know that firsthand. We know that firsthand. In Zimbabwe, we don't, <laughs> we don't need to be told about these things, you know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the U.S. dollar, for example, you say it's not backed by gold. It was not always the case. Mm. It was actually a, a gold-backed currency until the, it should be the 1970s when it then became a fiat currency. Fiat means it's, it's yeah, it is 
it derives value from itself. And for the United States, they say it's, it derives value from trust in the American government. You know, that yeah. it will continue and it will pay its debts. But even switching from being God-backed to being feared, it tells you how, how unreliable governments can be, you know. Uh, so Bitcoin enthusiasts uh, and cryptocurrency enthusiasts around the world, uh, they kind of have this idea of a utopia where currency is not controlled by governments. It's, you know, it's so finite. Bitcoin, there's a finite number of Bitcoin that can be that can ever be minted, minted. So then the assumption is that if, the, if there's such a finite number, it means the value will always appreciate, just like gold uh, always appreciates. Uh, which is interesting, but I think in the case of Bitcoin though, uh, whoa, generally the value is too high. I, I don't see how it can ever then really we have functionality as a currency. Store of value, maybe. Said so that it's an asset, but a currency? Do you see a world where we are trading Bitcoin? Yeah, why not? Uh, We're buying and selling ask, in Bitcoin. Yeah, I was going to ask you why uh, do you not see that as a future? Because for me, it's. Uh, yeah. No, we, not, not, not cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin. But Bitcoin specifically. Yes. Yeah, well, I guess I was answering from uh, Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, not as in it has to be Bitcoin, but cryptocurrencies are like here to stay, whether it's going to be Bitcoin or Ethereum or something else that comes up that we'll use as, as an exchange. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I have that. That's, there's a possibility that, you know, what, one of the cryptocurrencies will... Yeah, yeah, maybe make it into mainstream and, and become a currency. But I don't think if that happens, that currency would necessarily be Bitcoin. Uh, its value is not too high. So it's not an asset. So it's like uh, we are using houses as a currency. Mm. So, uh, hey, Rufaro, how much is your uh your headphone set and you're like ah it's a uh, one millionth of a house uh, yeah it won't work it also bitcoin i mean the bitcoin uh, blockchain blockchain itself is not is not the most efficient as well so i see yeah. that's 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 the problem so the transactions will not be fast enough i was shocked uh, by that statistic um, when you mentioned that it takes seven transactions per second for Bitcoin, but for example, with Visa, it's 56,000. Exactly like, that, yeah. You see yeah. the difference? It's like, what? Yeah. How could we ever rely on something that's yeah. not even near half of what we are using right now? Yeah. And Visa is not a currency. You know, it's just a payment channel. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, uh, I have that. I mean, so even even for cryptocurrencies, I, I think it's a long shot uh, because it, for them to work, it requires government buy-in at some point. Uh, 
otherwise they won't be as mainstream as, as possible. Look at what is happening with Facebook and their uh, cryptocurrency Libra. Yeah. Mm. So wheels are falling off. Yeah. But anyway, we are talking about Zim. Uh, so so I, I asked you whether you, well, when you, when you first knew uh, of uh, Bitcoin and colleagues and you say it's 2017, did you, did you ever own Bitcoin? Yes, uh, I bought in 2017, around July, July, August. Um, that's when I, I bought. At first it was on online, I think, on some international exchange and then eventually on colleagues as well. Okay. So are you hodling or you sold? Yes, I have a few, but I think it was now at like $40 or something. I, I, I sold most that I had, which wasn't much even, but like, mm. yeah. I have Did you sell any loss or you, you, you gained from yourself? Um, it, it was a gain because when I bought it, it was um, cheaper than when the time that I sold it. But it wasn't at the peak of Bitcoin price, if, if it makes sense. So Bitcoin peaked right in Zimbabwe at some point. It was like, what, 17,000 or something like that. And I had bought it at around 8,000, but I sold it around like 15. So it's like, it was still more, but it's not the most that I could have bought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so, so to get back to the Bitcoin story and cryptocurrency story in Zim, um, yeah, well, so it's an interesting subject. So we, 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 we just all over the place. We want it to be coherent in the end. Um, so the goalies that we're talking about, uh, uh, then became an, an, an exchange. So it was founded by a guy called Tawanda Kembu. So uh, he called himself, uh, well, at first you you'd called himself a, a Bitcoin evangelist, not even a cryptocurrency evangelist, a Bitcoin evangelist. Um, so he started this uh, exchange and it was called uh, Bitfinance. Um, then the interesting story now regarding cryptos and Zim is that at some point Bitcoin was selling at a premium in Zim. Uh, so what was happening is this. Uh, in Zimbabwe, currency, we were using US dollars then. Um, but then they, they were, there was now a shortage of currency, like the, the, the US dollars themselves. You couldn't, you couldn't easily, you had to queue at the banks and, and stuff like that. And also, if you wanted to pay for stuff outside the country, you'd be on a waiting list. And uh, that waiting list was actually managed by the central bank. So say you want to buy a used car in Japan which was a thing, which is a thing in Zim. Uh, a lot of cars that are imported into Zim are ex-Japanese. Um, we actually call them ex-Japs. Uh, 
so it was you would be on this waiting list you know and then the central bank would uh, they had their way of prioritizing what payments go through first so you know i mean you're just buying a car maybe someone wants to pay for medical expenses so definitely you are lower down that list uh so transactions would take much 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 longer if at all you know if you wanted to move money from your account to an international account to pay for something uh, and again there are not so many cards that can work online on international sites that you have uh, visa or mastercard or something like that so people tend to bitcoin because there was a ready exchange that would have accept their money and settling of uh, from local account to local account that was not going through any priority list it was just instant so there was an arbitrage opportunity the value of bitcoin in zim became higher than in than it was uh internationally because bitcoin was this medium of exchange that would allow people to move their money internationally easily and it got even worse when you know cryptocurrencies kind of got acceptance mainstream wise in japan so it was easy to buy a car using cryptocurrency do you remember how how big a difference it got to be at some point so far uh, almost 100% almost 100% right yeah. yeah yeah uh but as the situation in zim got worse what what was happening is yeah you if you people would buy bitcoin from international exchanges right so they buy low and then they will sell it on golix which was the local exchange they sell it for almost 100% uh as an added premium uh but unfortunately more and more they couldn't access that money they could only use it maybe to pay for goods and services in supermarkets and stuff but you couldn't withdraw or you or remit it internationally so i remember going to botswana one at some point and meeting a guy they a botswana citizen who said yeah yeah i i know golix because i bought uh bitcoin from uh, some international exchange and i sold it on golix because there was a 100% premium uh but yeah now i can't move my money because golix would only settle into local account so that my guy's money was stuck in zip mm-hmm. yeah so it became a thing but this arbitrage thing just kept going on and then that that gap widening between the price of bitcoin and international and then the central bank decided to act against colleagues they instructed all banks not to facilitate colleagues transactions do you remember why um because they they would, cryptocurrency wasn't like a thing they wanted people to deal with so yeah they were saying we don't know what this is and uh you know to protect uh consumers yeah all that jazz yeah uh, and overnight colleagues accounts were shut 
and then Golix promised to give people back their money, whatever they held on the exchange as cryptocurrency. So it was usually Bitcoin that people would buy and sell. They would get it back as cryptocurrency and then whatever they had in their car, in local accounts, they'll get into their local accounts. But it looks like that never happened. A whole two years later. A whole two years later. And I mean, we would always ask what's going on and then they would give one excuse after the other. So for local accounts, we're saying, oh, well, maybe their accounts are frozen for sure. Uh, but how about the cryptocurrency? Yeah, yeah, so it's taking time. You know, the cryptocurrency was kept in a cold wallet. So, you know, it takes time to do this. And then, oh, goodness. And at the same time, Golix was going through an ICO, you know, an initial coin offering to sell their tokens. And then they were selling the story. One of the things that they did really, really well was to sell their story. Eh? <laughs> Golix was known internationally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we want to facilitate the use of the cryptocurrencies in Africa. Yeah, we're opening in this. And then they started saying they were opening in many of these African countries. Mm. But meanwhile, they were ignoring their customers. We were saying, hey, we want our money back. And up to now, they still are. And it's sad, yeah? Yeah. Mm. It's sad um, that it went, it went that way. So we don't even know what happened to people's money. We don't even know. Um, but yeah, because of what was happening with Zim currency, uh, Bitcoin, I mean, on a relative basis, it was getting to be abnormally popular. Eh? Mm. And then this happened. So yes, the, the, the central bank uh, kind of shut them down, but still, I think they could have done better. Um, uh, and recently there was a story that the central bank, they, because when, 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 when the central bank moved on this, Golix went to court to say the central bank wasn't legally the authority that uh, that could stop them from doing, from operating. They didn't have that legal power. And the, the court kind of gave them a temporary uh, reprieve. But then later on, apparently, colleagues uh, then withdrew the case from the courts. And the central bank then sent them a bill to say, ah, okay, they are wasted legal costs. Um, we were preparing for this and you withdrew the case so you better pay us and Golix didn't pay so now the central bank of Zimbabwe has gone to back to court to sue Golix for those waste, wasted legal costs ha yeah <laughs> man <laughs> what do you take of all that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a mess. I mean, uh, yeah. 
Did you lose money on Golix? No, I didn't lose money. So I never kept money on an exchange because that was kind of one of the, not the rules, but advice that I kept on hearing that if you're not day trading, um, don't keep money on the exchange. Buy what you want and move it to your own wallet and keep it there because exchanges can come and go. Wallets could die as well, but yeah, it's riskier to keep it on an exchange. So I never did do that. Sadly, most people did, yeah? Yeah. Mm. So they would only move it when they're paying, uh, which perhaps would have been the reason they bought it in the first place. Um, but yeah, generally people just kept it on the on the exchange and um, yeah, sadly that money is oh, I don't know if it's locked <laughs> up or <laughs> it's not there anymore, you know, and, and, and people had really taken the leap, you know, to trust this because it was by necessity to trust something that they didn't understand. And I think that's why people kept it on the exchange because they didn't have full understanding of what it was and what the risks were. They just needed to perform certain transactions and the only way they could do that was to buy cryptocurrencies. That's how sad this economy can be sometimes. Yeah. So do but you the think- story- all right, go ahead. Sorry, I cut you. Uh, so do you think cryptocurrencies will be adopted ever again in Zimbabwe? I mean, people now have a, as, an aftertaste that's not so good because of this colleagues issue. Yeah. Um, but like if you were to come to it where the central bank is like, oh, okay, um, yeah, we understand cryptocurrencies now. You can you can use them. So... So yeah, that's actually where I was going. So, so there is still a cryptocurrency community in Zim because the same reasons why people needed it still exists right now. Movement of money, particularly if you want to be paying for stuff outside the country or to move your money outside Zim for some reason, which is illegal, don't do it. It's called <laughs> externalization. But yeah, people want to externalize, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> so so they can't do it uh, through their bank. Uh, so they still find the need to, to buy cryptocurrency. And also city-to-city remittances. So I was speaking to someone who was saying they were, they were in Blawayo. Blawayo is a city um, about uh, 500 kilometers outside Harare, uh, away from Harare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the second... Uh, biggest city, the, 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 you know, the second economic capital for, for Zim, uh, generally. Uh, so this guy, he lives in Arare, he had gone to Blawayo to be with family and stuff. And then there's someone who needed money uh, back in Arare. They needed real US dollars, not, you know, the money that we pass around in our mobile money and stuff. Uh, and he said, you know what? It was cheaper for me to drive back to Arari, deliver that money, and drive back to Blawai. <laughs> That's a thousand kilometers. Wow. And about 12 hours. 
because to move money using Western Union is expensive. So you can move the US dollars from Blawaya to Harare via Western Union, but it's, it's expensive. So, so people are still finding use for, for, for Bitcoin. So, so there's a community on WhatsApp. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh. People buying, selling. Then there's then that just that some of that residual momentum because during that time when Golix was riding high, you know, a lot of other people were now coming in. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're also doing. And then there was another exchange. What was it called? Don't even remember it. Stacks or something? Uh, yes, Stack Twenty Four or something, right? S T Y X Twenty Four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know some other coins that we, you know, there was a Vic Falls coin. These guys wanted to create a cryptocurrency for Zimbabwe's premier uh, tourist destination, Victoria Falls. It's not in South Africa. It's in Zimbabwe. Okay. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> Zambia. Well, the falls themselves, they are shared by Zim and Zambia. But the mm. city that shares that from the Zambian side is called Livingstone. And then the city that shares that from the Zimbabwean side is also called Victoria Falls. It's, it's named after the falls. And the visibility of the shore of the, of the, of the falls is better when you're on the Zim side. Okay. On the border, but it's the experience is better when you're in Zim. So yeah, if you want to go to the Victoria Falls, visit Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe. Anyway, these guys wanted to create a coin for Vic Falls. Um, but I mean, even as they were talking about that, I, I didn't really see where the utility lay because they were saying for tourists to pay using that, but why wouldn't they just use their Currency and then, yeah, so I, I, I didn't understand. So there, there was just a lot of this. And then there's also, also Bitmari. Bitmari has been around for a long time, founded by a guy who, an American guy, African-American, identifies with Africa a lot. Uh, he was taught by a Zimbabwean professor there in America. Uh, so that influenced him to, to, to love Zimbabwe, even, uh, you know, yeah, but yeah, an eccentric guy who then believes every African means, you know, you support Robert Mugabe and stuff. Oh, I, well, we're not discussing politics, but yeah, he, he, he would come here and try to lecture Zimbabweans on why Mugabe is good for them, which I thought was condescending because you're not living. Uh, you are now telling me when I live in this country, you know, I'm not saying Mugabe was good or bad, but. It was not for him to try to convince locals that, yeah, you don't know what's good for you. But as part of that package, he, he was promoting this thing called Bitmari. Saying, you know, Bitcoin is the way for Africans to take back control away from these imperialists and uh, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. You would come and they would have these events where, you know, you come wearing African clothes, we are eating African food, all this, and in partnership with some bank for payments uh, using Bitcoin at some point. 
So there was this activity that was happening. There's some guys who were coming from uh, Uganda, uh, wanting to launch in Zim. There's some guy from Ghana, I think, who was saying we are launching a big coin university or something like that. And some of them were bogus, like types, eh? Uh, yeah so some of it died down but there is one that's still making some headway Zimbo Cash ever heard of that? Um, yes it's actually catching on because I'm seeing people on my WhatsApp status sharing um, the, the link so you get this referral link thingy so people are like sharing it I'm like oh wow it's reached to this guy but uh, the person at least expects to be in this, um, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you have those guys, they're launching a coin. They're saying, you know, for Zim to, because like, like we were saying, I mean, Zim's current situation is a mess. So these guys are saying, oh, well, Zim should ad- ad- adopt a cryptocurrency. And so we're launching it. But they are, these guys are not even in Africa. They are elsewhere. So, yeah, an interesting point. Um, but you see, that's the problem with now where cryptocurrencies are in Zim. People are sharing this symbol cash link because they are being promised they pay payout. Mm. So, it's now really for that, eh? So even the Bitcoin, why there's a lot of buying and selling of Bitcoin that's going on is because there are a lot of network marketing programs that are based on Bitcoin. That are So some of them are outright Ponzi schemes. You now you put in so much and then after some time, you know, you, you, you introduce people and then you, you, you are given a bonus and then blah, 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 blah. There was this woman who, who, who asked me about Bitcoin. The last person I expected to know anything about Bitcoin, then <laughs> it was because of this thing. And then I'm talking to her, I could tell she did not even understand what Bitcoin was. But yeah, she's just, she just saw someone withdrawing US dollars and, you know, and she was like, yeah, it's real, it's real. But like all points of scheme, some people actually make money out of it. But as they grow, it, it, it crumbles. So that's the activity I see. I don't know if you, if you see that as well. Mm. Yeah, I do. Mm. So, will it ever get to as much traction as it got to when we had Golix? Uh, oh, it's a question. <laughs> I don't think so. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yes. I don't know. Uh, so I don't think so. But at the same time, the fact that the Zim economy is in a mess and then, you know, the currency issues and stuff, I think they, they just remains that possibility of there being a use case for it or there being a demand for something else. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, probably people will get into it without fully understanding because they just need to pay, you know, for relatives made medical expenses who's going to India for medical treatment because the Zimbabwean government has run down the health sector. So, so that makes me think, maybe, maybe it's how like people will find use for it. Yeah. But uh, personally, I am so tired of foreigners who come into Zim uh, pushing uh, Bitcoin for their own, or Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies for their own selfish ends without really understanding the full context. They just read about Zim uh, in the news and they're like, ah, okay, so this is the place where you, you can actually do this. And then they start pushing things that are untested as if they affect. And it's happening even at the central bank level. There are a lot of uh, foreign businesses that are discussing with the central bank around cryptocurrencies. And sadly, for our culture in Zim, they would not respect a local guy, but the foreigner, oh yeah, whatever they say is, a foreigner is an investor, a local guy is a nuisance. Hmm. So they can be given empty promises and yeah. I'm worried about that. Yeah, well, only time will tell. Hmm. So yeah, uh, a bit jumbled up and uh, all over the place. But uh, I guess that's how really it is, eh? Yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story of cryptocurrency in Zim. This summary to it is, it's messy. People lost their money from an exchange. At the same time, that exchange is respected everywhere else, eh? So even mm. now, outside Zim, Golix is talked about is this African company that is pushing, that is what uh, Yeah. But yeah, they didn't give people back their money. And they don't even talk about it. So even when they talk about their business on international forum, they never talk about this problem. They, they talk about themselves as victims. Right? I think in this case, in the final analysis, the central bank was, was right. Eh? Mm. The company could not be trusted. <laughs> well, that's, those are my thoughts. So yeah, summary to it, it's a messy, messy. messy. Yeah. So Rufaro, thanks for hanging out. Uh, I did most of the talking today. I don't know what you ate. So. <laughs> it's what I didn't eat. Pizza. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. 
How much is pizza now, Yenzi? Um, last time it was one twenty six um, for a large, I think, then one sixty something for a mega. Okay, one hundred twenty six dollars. Yeah. Well, because we were using US dollars so recently, you know, that those numbers are still scary. But in USD, that's, that translates to how much? About uh, well, $6? Yeah, somewhere there. So I was actually talking to a friend about that. They were shocked that um, sunlight liquid is going for like 36 or something like that. And then I was like, well, if you use the rate of 18, um, you discover that it's like three bucks USD, which is what sunlight mm. used to cost back when we we're mm. using one is to one. So it's like yeah. it's not really changed, but yeah. it has changed because your salary hasn't gone up. So it's like yeah. that's the thing. So 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 Zim's money has devalued big time because we're using US dollars and then they cheated at us out of our US dollars. They gave us what's called the bond note, which they said was one to one with the US dollar. At some point, it was. So everything was fine. And then it started deteriorating in value. And now they're saying that bond note is now a Zim dollar. But yeah, the value is now nowhere near the US dollar. But people's salaries in nominal terms are still generally where they used to be when it was still US dollar. Yeah. Summer enough? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yep. So, so that's it, folks. Thanks for 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 tuning in. Until next time, adios. Um, goodbye. Ah, before we go, um, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, and please do share your thoughts when you listen to the podcast. You can reach us on Twitter at Texum or Facebook Texum as well. Or if you're on WhatsApp, you can join or the groups that we have and we can discuss the podcast or any other topics that you might have. Mm-hmm. So to we discover much... WhatsApp groups, we'll just place a link to that page where we have our WhatsApp groups, right? Yes. Uh, I think that'll be the easiest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. so yeah. That's it. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>